At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets on the road again. Feels like we've been on the road forever, but we're going right back out on the road one more time, uh, beginning a four-game road trip, this time back to the Western Conference. Hornets versus Houston. We'll give you our game preview for this one. Also talk about recent comments head coach Steve Clifford had about questions concerning playing the young guys. What did coach say? What do we think about it? And what might the follow-up questions be? Finally, we're going to talk about the star path for LaMelo Ball. He had, of course, an injury-riddled start to the season, but he has really taken off and shown some significant growth in terms of his game. How does it compare to some other stars we've seen recently come inside Spectrum Center? Helping me on all these topics, he's one of our favorites here, and he is the Daily Beat writer covering the Hornets for the Charlotte Observer, as well as a podcast host himself, Rod Boone, back with us here again on the Hornets Hivecast. Rod, thanks so much for joining us here in studio. Anytime, Sam. Glad to be here, man. Always appreciate it. Let's start off talking about the star path for LaMelo Ball. LaMelo is in year three, obviously got off to a slow start because of injuries. He wasn't playing basically the first 25, 30 games of the season. But since he's been consistently on the floor, we continue to see significant growth in terms of his individual game. Before we get to comparing him with anyone else, how does he look to you, having covered this team very closely his entire career, how does he look to you year one to year two now to year three? There's definitely been some improvement this year. I mean, talking to the players, the coaching staff, and just watching him, as you said, just with your own two eyes. You can see a little bit of growth there from year one to year two to year three. This year, he's becoming more of a team defensive player, which is one of his issues he had to kind of correct the first couple of years is, is making sure he's in the right places and making sure people aren't beating him on defense. So coaches talked about that. Coach Clifford's talked about how he's noticed LaMelo was actually 
uh, again, improved in that area. He's helping others around him be a little bit better in that regard. They still have a lot of improvement to do, without a doubt. But that's the first thing is seeing him become more of a defensive player out there. Second thing is uh, he can get any shot at any point that he really wants to. That's the thing I noticed about him. His three-point shot, as you see, is his range has pretty much got to almost like the logo. So it becomes more about just determining when that is the appropriate shot. But you can see right now, just from his development, like he's become even better player this year, and he still has a lot of more room for growth. I love that you started on defense because so often we, we fall into the trap of just focusing on one side of the ball. How is the points per game going? Not even one side of the ball, one portion of one side of the ball, and that's all we look at. But you're right. He is continuing to grow as a defensive player. Obviously, there are things that any 21-year-old is going to need to work on. The player I'm going to compare him to right now in terms of path, Jason Tatum is under 25. He has things he's going to continue to improve on. He's far from a finished product, and he's already a significant MVP candidate, but to make the comparison just in terms of shooting and in terms of points per game, we're seeing clear growth here from LaMelo Ball, and we have enough of a sample size, I think, to make comparisons. Rookie season, 15 points per game, shot 35% from three. Second season, he makes an all-star team, 20 points per game, big jump there, and he gets to 38%, almost 39% from three. This season, 24 points per game, 37% from three, and I said it on the air the other day, and and I'll continue to say it, I think if LaMelo had played enough games, even with the Hornets as buried as they are in the standings, he would be a serious all-star candidate because the numbers simply speak to how great he is individually and compared to the league. No, you're right. Looking at positions, obviously, in the Eastern Conference, he's up there with those numbers, but as you mentioned, because he hasn't played enough games, that's kind of the reason why he won't even be considered for this year's all-star game, but his numbers offensively have definitely improved. Again, his shooting, like you said, from three-point range has definitely been noticeable. And just getting to the bucket to me a little bit more. Like I know one thing Steve Clifford mentioned this, this year is what he wants to see LaMelo get a few more free throw attempts, maybe get to six per game, seven, somewhere around there. He hasn't got to that number, I believe, just yet. You can see him trying to get to the basket and trying to draw fouls and trying to be more aggressive and just, just, just find a three-pointer. So that's the next phase for him, too, is figuring out when to shoot the three-pointer, when to pull up for the mid-range game, when to go to the bucket, and when to pass the ball. Once he does that, he'll be even a better player than he is right now. The stats are one thing. The thing most fans combine to look at, okay, how good is a player? It's not just how many points do you put on the board, how many triple-doubles are you averaging, or how close to them are you getting. It's about wins, and the Hornets clearly have not won very much this year. I think everyone is in agreement that a significant portion of that is injuries. If you want to use the analogy we used it the other day of playing with a full deck of cards, the Hornets haven't had any red cards in the deck the entire year. I mean, they've just been so hit hard with injuries. But that said, the team is still underperforming based off our conversations with coaches and players but there's reasons behind it and when you compare LaMelo Ball statistically the growth with a Jason Tatum Tatum had similar growth rookie year 13 points per game second season 15 points per game it wasn't until year three that he got to the 20s 23 points per game so in a certain respect LaMelo's ahead of him but in another you might say well the Celtics won the whole time that Jason Tatum was coming up and you'd be right but you'd also have to include in there that his rookie season he was on the same team as Kyrie Irving Jalen and Brown had already established himself as a starting caliber player. They had Marcus Morris and a much younger at the time Al Horford on that team. So there were guys way ahead of Tatum who allowed him to progress at his own pace. Second season, he's still playing with Kyrie Irving. He's not the top guy. It wasn't until year three that he averaged 23 points per game that he took over the top spot. 
LaMelo has the top spot now for the Hornets. He's averaging 24 points per game. So, yes, is winning a big part of this? Of course it is, and the Hornets want to be winning. But I wouldn't put it on LaMelo Ball or say that he is not going to be able to lead this team on a significant run later in his career based off now because Jason Tatum had a lot more veteran, all-star talent surrounding him at that early stage. I think that's the one thing that this team is missing, as you mentioned before, is you know LaMelo's putting the numbers up, obviously, individually, and, and that's good and all. But as you mentioned, at the end of the day, it comes down to wins. And you can put up these huge numbers, but if you aren't on a winning team, people don't think those numbers really um, amount to much. So you're right. For the Hornets to be able to be respected out there in the league, they have to be able to have these players um, that are playing and not injured actually help them win some basketball games because they all know at the end of the day that that's what they're going to be judged on is wins and losses. And even though they're missing you know, players, they miss Gordon Haywood for most of the season, they miss LaMelo for part of the season, Cody Martin's been out for a lot of the season, then it's been Junior's been out for part of the season. I can go on and on and on. All these guys have been banged up, but yet and still, it still comes down to execution and game plan discipline is what Dennis Smith Jr. told me. If the Hornets can figure out to be more disciplined on the defensive end, especially late in games, and even on offense and not jacking up shots, you know they'll, they'll have better results. But right now, that's kind of their issue, is not being able to close games out by following the game plan the way this calf wants them to. More than fair. The last part I'll put in here on this star pattern, star path conversation is what can be accomplished here in this back half of the season. We all hope the team will get healthy. I would really love to see the preseason projected eight-man rotation get a five or ten game sample size to see what what you've got here because you do have to make decisions for the future about what pairings work and we don't have a definitive answer on what would the team look like with LaMelo, Terry, Gordon, Mason Plumley, Kelly Oubre, like it, it, they've never all played together. So it would be wonderful to see that. But whether it happens or not, whether it works or not, there are plenty of examples of young stars who put up numbers like LaMelo Ball, don't have the surrounding talent around them that are all-star caliber or close to it players, either because they weren't healthy, like the Hornets are dealing with, or they just weren't there on the roster, like Jalen Green right now for Houston. He doesn't have those other guys around him. He's kind of doing it on his own. Kyrie Irving's a good example. Cleveland was bad until LeBron came back. Kyrie was very, very good. De'Aaron Fox right now, what he's doing in Sacramento, they've tried all kinds of pairings with him. Hasn't happened to work until... Oh, maybe if we put Demonis Sabonis over here, there's another All-Star. All of a sudden, they start unlocking things. So there are plenty of examples of this working out. But there's also the opportunity here in these back 30-plus games for the Hornets to get healthier and show us what they were capable of all along and uh, make us even more regretful that the injuries happened in the first place. No, you're right. They have to find some kind of rhythm here over the next uh, 36, 5 games, whatever is remaining, to be able to, as you said, move forward here. Like, I want to see a little bit more of Mark Williams and LaMelo Ball out there together. Like, how does that tandem work? Because if that's part of your future, you want to see how that works now. You want to see how that works in training camp or next season. You want to see how it works now. So, therefore, if you know you're straight in that position and you have to worry about those two guys pairing together, then you build around them. And it's all about figuring out the pieces, as you mentioned, you know, with the mellow ball. You have the player here that the Hornets have basically almost um, dreamed of having to come here and be a, not only a franchise player, but like a national kind of like branded guy. I mean, LaMelo was making commercials um, for Hulu and stuff. I mean, 
It's been a long time since we've seen a Hornets player on the commercial on national television during March Madness or whatever it was. So that's all good and well. But now it's time, as you mentioned, to take that next step. So the players around him, the, the young core, to see them how they work together. If they don't work well together, you have to go out there and figure out what position do you bring in the offseason to be able to get maybe a veteran guy in here to not only give you some locker room presence, but also help you improve in that, position, that particular position? That question of uh, what do the young guys look, that's a common refrain. It's something that head coach Steve Clifford addressed after the most recent game against the Boston Celtics. We're going to let you hear from Coach and hear Rod Boone's opinion on Coach's opinion next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Sam Farber and Rod Boone, the beat writer covering the Charlotte Hornets for the Charlotte Observer. Follow him on Twitter. Definitely subscribe to your local newspaper. The Observer does a great job covering the team. I am a subscriber. I read it every day, and I hope you do as well. Rod, after the last game against the Celtics, there were some questions from the media about when do you make, and this is to Coach Clifford, when do you make the adjustment of we know what we've got with certain guys, let's see what we have with the younger players. And he gave a very long answer. We've cut out some of the ums and uhs to to clean it up a little bit and make it a a little more efficient, but it's still about a three-minute answer. Here is essentially what Coach Clifford said in response to, is it time to put some of the young players out there regardless of whether or not veterans are, are beating them out? That's basically the context of the question. Here's what Coach had to say. The younger guys, they do play every day. So they do play live, and I do watch closely, and we do film it. So I think sometimes there's this misconception that when guys are not playing minutes, they don't get a chance to be seen. Nothing could be further from the truth. Now, 
The other argument is, I mean, I've read articles where general managers will say, player development, you can't develop players without minutes played. And I totally disagree with that. I would say that player development is about minutes earned. And I could give you a number of players in, in a lot of situations. Shoot, I've had agents tell me the biggest problem that happened with him was he was a top 10 pick and they played him whether he tried hard, didn't play hard, because their first experience is everything. It sets a tone for what their view of the NBA is in terms of work, in terms of accountability of play. So one thing that I do like about here, I love about here, is Mitch is old school, and nobody's more old school than Michael. And they do watch. So, like, we don't have one guy. There's not one guy on our roster that can complain right now that he's not playing. Not one. If you're truthful. They've all had a chance, okay? Some of them did a lot better than others. Those are the guys that are still getting a chance. The other guys that didn't play well, we have Greensboro. We have practices. We have shoot-arounds. They know how I feel. I, I talk to them very directly. But the NBA is in a tough place with all this stuff because even 10 years, you didn't have all these guys coming out that, frankly, never even played well in college. I mean, it's what you're getting. You're not getting the 12 best players in college as the 12 best picks. You're getting the guys that we're saying they have the most potential. That's it. So there's guys that are top five, top six picks. Look at their college numbers. And that's what is difficult because there's no other way to do it, right? I mean, to me, the one that everybody obviously we all missed on was Giannis, right? I mean, so it's brutal if you're doing the draft. But the reality is, is that there's a lot of younger players in our league that have never performed that well in any level, you know? So they have to learn how to learn from watching film, learn from playing three-on-three, three, learn from watching the other guys in the shoot-around. You know, and that's my opinion. It would be very difficult for you to, to me, argue that a guy can't get better unless you play. J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick's second year, we're in Orlando. He got so frustrated, he wasn't in the playing group. He's college player of the year, okay? And they just told him, Otis Smith and Stan Van Gundy said, we are not trading you, you're going to be too good. We were loaded, I mean, we won 59 two years in a row. We were loaded, right? You know what he did? He was the first guy there every day. He built his body. He worked great. We had an injury in the playoffs. He knocked it out of the park and played forevermore. And that's what you want to see when you're a coach or a GM or an owner. That's the way it should work, in my opinion. That's a thorough answer right there. Okay. <laughs> uh, coach, did you give a very thorough answer very on thorough. that one? Uh, Rod, your thoughts on Coach's response to a, a common question when you have a team that is 11 and 11-34 like the Hornets are, are you going to start playing the young guys just to put them on the floor? That's his answer. What did you think? I think it shows, once again, just kind of where Steve Clifford kind of comes from. As you mentioned, he's kind of old school. You're not going to get in the court unless you actually earn getting on the court. And to me... That's part of life, too. Like, that's a life lesson. You don't just get things handed to you. Some people are lucky. Some people are born with silver spoons in their mouth. Some people, um, you know, have things handed to them throughout their life. But those people who work for it, honestly, I feel like, like you know, lucky. I, I actually, that's myself. I actually have to kind of work to get to where I'm at right now. I've been blessed to be able to come up the ladder, so to speak, in the industry. I feel better knowing that nobody out of college said, this guy, yeah, I like him. Let's let him cover the uh, you know, New York Knicks for, you know, whatever, New York Daily News. And I had to kind of earn my way up the ladder covering high school sports, college sports, 
backup pro sports where I got to a pro beat. So to me, it's the same thing in the NBA or in life. I feel like you have to kind of work your way to get to what you want. And I agree with Coach. If you don't get these guys some respect in terms of the way they should approach their craft and their profession and just let them go out there and do whatever the heck they want to do, in the long run, it's not going to work out for you. Totally agree with that. My follow-up question for Coach, and and this is not for any specific player or players, is how do you determine the minutes earned part of it? Is it on a curve compared to the rest of your roster? Mason Plumley is having a tremendous season, just to focus on the center room for a second. Mason Plumley's having a great season. He's having career highs across the board in the first half of the season. He was on a historical pace, like one of 15 players and 13 of the others are Hall of Famers or multiple-time All-Stars for rebounding, offensive rebounding, distributing to other players. Plus, he's shooting a really—he's top five in the NBA in field goal. By any measure, he's having a great, great season. But Nick Richards is two off the bench, and Mark Williams is two off the bench. So is it on a curve? Are you saying he has to beat Mason Plumlee, which would be a justifiable decision to have? Or is it he has to be good enough from what I see in practice and what I see in the smaller sample sizes to justify a larger one? That would be my follow-up question for that player grouping and any other. Because is it realistic to expect, let's say, a Jalen McDaniels to be outperforming LaMelo Ball? Probably not. But is it justifiable to say that Jalen McDaniels has earned the opportunity to take, instead of seven to eight shots per game, 12 to 15? I think you can make an argument for that. So that would be my follow-up to Coach whenever I get a chance to talk to him next, is when you're making these decisions, how do you determine minutes earned? Is it on a curve compared to the rest of the team, or is it based off where you see that player's personal trajectory? Well, I think his answer to my question after the game on Monday was interesting when I asked about the center position. I was like, okay, well, you played Mark Williams tonight. A couple of days ago, I talked to Nick Richards, and he was like, he's going to play a little bit more and yada, yada, yada. So I was surprised to see Mark in there. Not, in, again, in a bad way, but it was like, wait, you just gave Nick a couple of games, and now you're going back to Mark. So Steve Clifford said after the game that he wants to play all three if he could, but say that's like intramurals was the word he used. You can't play all three guys. So with that being the case, you're right. He has to figure out who do I play backup-wise behind Mason because you can't pull Mason out right now. Even though you want to see the young guys behind him per se, Mason's playing really well, and hey, he's a free agent after this season, so we know what that means, okay? We don't have to even get into that. So you let him kind of do his thing. But with Mark and Nick, it's going to be like a toss-up. It's going to be, okay, maybe Mark's playing really well, so I let him go ride for maybe one more game. And maybe Nick, um, I want to put him in tonight, but I can't because Mark and Mason are playing too well. So it's a good <laughs> dilemma to have right now for these guys, but it's a tough decision to make because you're at the end of the day, these players who are going to be around, as you mentioned, beyond this season have to be evaluated, really beginning from now, in the season, that way you know what you have going forward. And you're right, it's the problem that you want to have, and the example that Coach used of J.J. Redick was a great one. J.J. Redick, again, blocked for a while, got his opportunity, hit it out of the park. I think back, LaMelo Ball, he was behind Devontae Graham, great player, great shooter, was having a good season. Devontae got hurt, LaMelo stepped in, and it was clear that LaMelo had earned the spot, and, and, and they needed to play him. Devontae got back into the rotation, no question, but it, it became LaMelo's spot, and similarly here, we're seeing Jalen McDaniels get more minutes because Gordon Hayward's hurt. We're seeing Mark Williams get opportunities in the rotation. There will be opportunities for all the players. There have been, uh, and this is a part of the continued evaluation process, but for those out there asking, hey, can we just throw five guys under the age of 24 onto the floor and 
see what happens. Uh, that's not necessarily a recipe for success, either short-term or long-term, for any of those players. That's based off what Coach Clifford has said and off the history of sports in general. All right, the Hornets are playing another young team tonight, the Houston Rockets, beginning a four-game road trip. We're going to get into our game preview here with Rod Boone of the Charlotte Observer after this quick break here on the Hornet Timecast, brought to you by Senta. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi on a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Sam Farber and Rod Boone here of the Charlotte Observer. Read his articles each and every day, in season, out of season. You can also get the tweets all throughout the day, throughout the game. I'll always following you, Rod. Every once in a while, I have to use a nugget. And Rod Boone's special on the broadcast. He's a great follow, uh, and in addition to being a fantastic writer and one of our great friends here on the Hornets Hivecast. It's Hornets versus Houston. Before you get into players to watch and stand to watch, what does this game mean to you? Is is this about the context that some outside and national observers are going to put on it like, hey, you know, one of these teams might knock the other one out of having a, a top three pick if they continue on their trajectories. That's a big if, in my opinion, but that is the reality at the moment. Is this a comparison between LaMelo Ball and Jalen Green? Where do they sit? Is it a last-ditch effort for either side to start to make a turn towards a play-in tournament spot? How do you view this game tonight? I think it's all of the above. Those are really good, you know, things you kind of broke down for this game in terms of what we're looking, um, you know, ahead to. Because you're right, these teams, unfortunately for both fan bases, are the worst teams in the NBA record-wise. You have the Rockets in the West, who have just ten wins. The Hornets in the East, just eleven wins. So whoever wins this game is going to. As you said, pretty much have, a, I don't say a leg up, but it's like you you may be right there above the other team in terms of the worst record in the NBA. So while it's not something that you're playing for as a player, it's something that on the outside national pundits will definitely keep an eye on tonight. But then the other thing, as you mentioned, is to me it's also about younger players. 
You mentioned LaMelo, Jalen Green. I mean, Jalen Green's one of those players who he's, as you said, stuck on a team that's not very good, doesn't have a lot of good players around him. But to me, he's one of those younger players that people in the league don't know a lot about just yet because he's not on national TV. So I think Hornets fans will see just how good he is tonight because that guy can score the ball. He had 23 points um, to go with five rebounds, three assists, then lost to Lakers you know, Monday night. The one thing I, I would add in, I think you would agree, is we don't know if they have any good players around because they're all young kids around them. So exactly. they, some kids might emerge in the remainder of this season and the years to come, and we might say, hey, they did have a good pairing, uh, just like we think the same thing of some of the young guys on this Hornet squad. You just you don't know. All right, game preview time. We need a Hornet to watch, a Houston player to watch, a stat to watch. Which category do you want to begin with? Let's do the Houston Rocket player to watch. I will start with Eric Gordon. Um, because, you know, Jalen Green obviously is the main scorer, but Eric Gordon is one of those players who kind of makes the team go. Like, he's obviously not happy there in Houston. You can kind of tell some of his expressions and answers to some of his post-game comments, but he's the type of player that can get hot at any point. He can drop 40, 50 points on you without you even blinking because he can hit so many three-pointers. So to me, you're the Hornets. You want to be able to find a way to contain him because, again, he had 19 points and also eight assists get the Lakers. So he does it both ways, distributing the ball and also scoring as well. Love the pick. I'm with you. Jalen Green is clearly a guy to watch, and that's going to be a matchup. But the one I'm circling on my scorecard is Alperin Shengun. Shengun had a really good game as well against the Lakers. He went for 33. He's another young big, played a lot of basketball in Europe before coming over in the draft. So he's got a different subset of experience. But the particular matchup I'm interested to see if it happens, and I hope it does, is Shengun versus Mark Williams. I thought we got a really good glimpse of what the future might look like a couple weeks ago when the Hornets were in the Bay Area and played Golden State, and we saw some extended run of Mark Williams versus James Wiseman. They're both very talented players. I'm not selling my Wiseman stock uh, just yet, but I think in that game we saw Mark Williams outplay or at least play even with Wiseman, who's had several more seasons in the league. And, and so, you know, he should have every advantage. And yet Mark Williams did very well. Similarly here, Shangun has had more time in the NBA, more time on the floor. If they get matched up and Mark Williams is playing him even or outplaying Shangun, I think that's a really good sign for what exactly the Hornets have here. And the same can be said for Nick Richards as well. No, I agree. And again, that's to me the position you want to pay attention to for the Hornets because we've talked about this for the last couple of seasons in terms of figuring out the inside. They need somebody to protect the rim, somebody to block shots, somebody to give them easy buckets, create some some M1s, get some uh, alley-oops, some lamello. And as you mentioned, to be able to see Mark so far in his small sample size, be able to give you some of those different things and also have Nick Richards there as well to kind of maybe give you something else on top of that. I agree with you, man. The center spot will be something to watch for sure in this game because that to me for the Hornets is where they have to obviously show their improvement is that they can stop teams inside and not give up points in the paint the way they had the last couple of weeks. Where do you want to go next? Hornet to watch or stat to watch? Let's do uh, Hornet to watch. And I think to me that would be Jalen McDaniels coming off a career best output against the Celtics on Monday, having a career best five three-point makes, I believe it was, as well. Like Jalen's one of those players who his stats to me sometimes don't show exactly like what he does out there on the floor. But when he's shooting the ball well and knocking on that, that three-point shot, 
the Hornets are hard to beat. So to me, I want to see him hit at least three to four more three-pointers against the Rockets to kind of feel like he's in that same rhythm he was against the Celtics a couple nights earlier. Love the pick. Jalen's been playing really, really well. I'm going to go with Terry Rozier for this one, just in terms of looking at from who's going to determine the outcome of the game. We've seen LaMelo have a really strong run of consistent play. Mason Plumlee's done the same. We've seen some other guys that are are on kind of the periphery of the, the top scoring role bubble up and come back down, which is more common. It's also happened with Terry. He's had some really good shooting games and some off nights shooting the basketball. He scores in double figures easily every single night, but can he get to that 20, 25, 30 point scary Terry level more consistently? That's one of the questions. Also because there's a high probability that he could move up a rung on the Hornets all-time all-time career scoring leaders used behind Gerald Henderson by roughly 20-ish points. So I think some history could be made here for the Hornets. So Terry Rozier, my Hornet to watch. Last but not least, other than points, a stat to watch that will determine the outcome of today's game against the Rockets. To me, it's the points in the paint, as I mentioned a second ago. I feel like the Hornets um, just give up too many easy buckets at side, you know, inside at, at times, and that is one of the detriments that's pretty much doomed them all season. And I remember being in Toronto against, you know, the Raptors, they gave up 50 shots in the paint. You know, to give up 50 shots in the paint is a lot because that's going to be obviously more than half of what your opponent is shooting. So if they can't stop the Rockets from getting into the paint and getting easy shot attempts, then they're going to have a long, long night in Houston. Kind of a follow-up to that is second chance points. Houston is the number one offensive rebounding team in the NBA, and that's not just off volume because they're also the worst shooting team in the NBA. So they got a lot more offensive rebounds to get. Not that the Hornets are that much better, but it's not even in that context. It's percentage of offensive rebounds available that they pull down their number one there. So that's another follow-up to points in the paint because obviously if you're pulling down a rebound, you're probably in the paint already, and those putbacks are a little bit easier to get. So good stat to watch there. I'm going to go with turnovers. Houston is dead last in the NBA in turnovers at 16 per game. Not just this season, the last three seasons. The Hornets at their best are a blitz transition team where they just get out on the fast break, finish at the rim. They haven't been as efficient doing it. The shot selection has waned a little bit at times in those moments, but if the Hornets are really going to pull away and, and put their stamp on this game against the Houston Rockets, I think it's by taking advantage of turnovers, which there are plenty of when it comes to the Rockets because they are such a young team and trying to you know learn on the fly as a group together. So that's my stat to watch here for this one tonight. Rod Boone, always great to have you here. We could do three podcasts a week, honestly, having you in, but uh, all your articles are fantastic. I wish we could dissect them all, but thanks so much for sitting down with us talking about the state of the Hornets. I know we'll have you back on again before the season's done. Yes, sir. You got it. Thanks for having me, Sam. I appreciate being on with you. Make sure you check out Rod Boone's work in the Charlotte Observer. Again, subscribe to your local paper. I get it every day on my phone. You don't have to have the kid throw it at your front door anymore maybe we're past that era but I get it on my phone every day and read it every day and I think you should too make sure to subscribe to the Charlotte Observer and read the great work of Rod Boone and everyone else in the sports department at the Observer thanks to Rob Longo for putting this podcast together thanks most of all to all of you for tuning in for everyone here I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along we'll talk to you again tomorrow with a wrap-up edition breaking down tonight's game against the Rockets here on the Hornets Hivecast thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast Brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.